Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, folks. It's V the Grill Economist coming to you live with my main man, CJ. And we're we got Harley with us. And you can find Harley over at LaRoucheOrganization.com, LaRoucheOrganization.com, as well as the Schiller Institute.com, the Schiller Institute.com. And with that out of the way, Harley, where do you want to begin? There's I mean, there's a plethora of things to get into. Well, I, we obviously should talk a little bit about the economy, but I'd actually like to start with two aspects of the strategic situation. One yeah. was today, Lloyd Austin, the defense secretary, released a 40-plus page document on how the U.S. military will adopt to climate change. Very and, important. It's, yeah, uh, it, said, it also goes along with their 40-page doc, uh, document of how they will adapt to transgenderism and, and, and wokeism and the 3,000 genders that they identify. Go ahead, Arlene. Yeah, how, how much they're going to pay per person who per wants person. to get a sex change. Yes. Yeah. Now, what what he said is that climate change is, quote, an existential threat to our nation's security, unquote. And then he goes on to say that the science is clear. uh, There should be no confusion. But then the the document itself is a bit of a kind of sci-fi approach to how to wage war on an overheated planet. You know, it's sort of like... Meanwhile, we're entering a mini ice age. Yeah. Now, along with this, it was announced today that Google will start censoring anyone who puts out a report saying that the the climate change is a fraud or is not proven. So they're They're going ahead with censorship. Hmm? I mean, it's like the entire establishment is going for broke at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Then one other note on the strategic situation the um, NATO expelled today eight diplomats in the Russian mission to NATO. And Stoltenberg, the head of NATO, was asked, what did they do? And he said, no, nothing in particular. Uh, we just need to be vigilant. And NATO has to have a dual track approach, deterrence and defense and dialogue. Now, one wonders how you have dialogue when you're kicking out the people you're supposed to dialogue with. <sighs> yeah, I, I mean, you they know, never it, miss an opportunity to show what fools they are. They they never do it. it. It leads me to believe that the leaders of the West, the oligarchy that rules behind the the curtain, I think they're at the end of their rope, Harley. I think they've said, you know what, this is not going to work out. Our fiat experiment's coming to an end. The best thing we can do is because we've already gutted and deindustrialized our 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 nations. Let's just convert the entire thing into some sort of a transnational neo-feudalism 
And hopefully the Americans, the Canadians, the New Zealanders, the Aussies, the Brits, and the rest of the EU could uh, jump on board with us. That's exactly what they're headed. There's no solutions except insanity. Well, oh, it's, it, it's interesting Interesting you mentioned that because Klaus Schwab has a new book out. Oh, Apparently, God. He, it's called Stakeholder Society, and it fits with what you just said. It concludes that shareholder society, which is the funny money, quantitative easing, and everything else that they've adopted religiously since 2008, even before that, that this doesn't work. So we now have to move to something else, which is the top-down Shaktian austerity plan. And just oh, yeah. so your, your listeners know what I'm talking about, Yomar Schacht was the British anchor in Germany who was brought in after the Weimar hyperinflation to stomp it out. And then he was brought in after 1933 to be Hitler's minister of finance. He was the one who came up with the idea of how to get cheaper labor, set up concentration camps. His policy was austerity so you could have a military buildup. And he was put on trial at Nuremberg, but he was the one person the British oligarchy intervened to save, saying that Hitler would have been worse had it not been for shocked, oh, which yeah. is just not true, not true at all. So what we're seeing with, with the new Schwab, Schwab shocked policy is just what you said. The stake shareholder society is now about to disintegrate. So now we have to go to stakeholder where the small group of people who hold the stakes are going to be the ones who make all the policy through the global bankers dictatorship. Now, this is directly related to the Green New Deal because the whole price hike or the, the dry, I should say, the, the hyperinflationary energy prices, which are really hitting hard in Europe and the United Kingdom. I don't know how bad it is in the U.S. yet. In some states, but, it's pretty bad, like in New York and stuff. Their energy prices are through the roof. Good you got out of New York. Hell yeah. <laughs> but the, um, well, electricity prices are up 14% since January so far this year in Germany. But there's a very interesting event that took place a couple of days ago, uh, sponsored by Putin, on what's happening with the energy prices, because they're trying to blame Russia. And he said, look, we're delivering every single contract that we have. We're not holding back. <clears throat> He said, the problem is, and listen to this, V, the yeah. problem is transatlantic spot markets, deregulation, speculation, and the green transition to unreliable wind and solar. He said, the practices of our European partners are to blame for the energy crisis. They've reaffirmed that, properly speaking, they've made mistakes. So he said, we're going to try and help them out. Mm. But then one of his collaborators, someone named Boris Kovalchuk, uh, made a really funny comment. He said, in Germany, government agencies just produced video clips telling people how to spend winter without lighting or heating, how to put candles into flower pots to warm up a room, how to make windows wow. draft proof with duct tape. He said, just a few years ago now, this would have been impossible to imagine, as if the Stone Age were back. You will own nothing, and you will be happy. Yeah. So the, the Schwab Great Reset and green energy policies are what's driving the inflation. Now, 
quantitative easing is also driving it, but that's part of the Great Reset. So I, I think it's fair to say that what we're seeing now as a systemic collapse of the financial system is the result of the direction they're going in, that they've already implemented many of these policies, including, uh, well, one aspect of it is that they're not investing in fossil fuels. Yeah. And so there's, you know, it's not as though we've run out of oil on the planet or run out of coal or run out of nuclear power. It's they're not going to use it. And they're not going to use it for completely fake reasons. So they're imposing the draconian austerity. And this is going to be the way in which they get their ultimate goal, which is to reduce world population drastically. Yeah, that's how you, that's how you do it. You have uh, several million people freezing to death. You have energy prices to the roof, which in turn raises food prices. Uh, and they somehow think that they're they're going to be absolved out of this. They somehow think that blame is not going to come and shift their way. They somehow think that they're going to escape from this and they're not going to be physically harmed. And every single day we've seen eggs being thrown at Macron. Eggs. We've seen pies hitting Bill Gates in the face. And if a pie could hit you in the face, and if an egg could hit you in the back of the head, there are other types of projectiles yeah. that are of the lead and hypervelocity type that can very well reach you as well. These people are crazy, they're idiotic, and they're very stupid, Harley. Well, we have until November 1st when Google imposes their new policy of no attacks on the Green New Deal. So I, I recommend, V, that between now and November 1st, every day you do something where you attack the Green New Deal. I agree. Fake science. Absolutely. You mentioned food prices. The um, According to the UN Food and Agriculture Organization, the index of food prices for the world are up 32.8%. Yep. In September this year compared Highest to September last year. Yeah. Yep. Highest in 10 years. And the price for fertilizers, the the uh, nitrogen, which is used in fertilizer production, has gone up so high that there are fertilizer plants in all over Europe being shut down right now. They're shutting them down for two weeks to eight weeks in the hope that the prices will come back down. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Yes, that's the way you do it. You want to, you know, uh, bring down prices, you cut further supplies. It makes total sense. <laughs> well, and then what they do is they, they say, well, the problem is the supply chains. The supply chains are essentially dependent on physical production yeah. and not just of the actual goods, but also transportation, energy and so on. So if you're going through austerity and all of those things, then you do create shortages. It's not the market that created the shortages. It's the insane policy, the ideology, the green right. policy. Right. Hey, Harley, real quick. I'm not sure if, if you read or not that within the uh, <clears throat> proposed $3.5 trillion here in the United States that it, in fact, would institute some of those same policies in the EU, in, in the EU regarding uh, green energy, uh, a green energy payment system that will – you know, again, penalize and then reward uh, the electric companies for transitioning to solar, wind and all that. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah, that's that's part of Biden's policy. In fact, I was on a conference call the other day with some farmers. And when one of the things they're saying is that this will open the door for young farmers to move in where their parents are going bankrupt. And these young farmers are saying, we're not going to be able to move in. You think giving us a little bit of money for a carbon offset is what we want. We want to produce. We want to turn the soil. We want to 
uh, provide food and feed the world. We don't want to uh, go with this carbon offset. It, I, I don't know, Harley. I'm, I'm just... I, Every every day, there's a my level of frustration with the West grows exponentially. Every day, I look at them as a uh, some of the most weakest minded individuals and some of the most whistleblower. Oh, this woman who God. came forward and said she that Facebook knew of the toxic impact of their policies. Well, of course they did, yeah. but they knew that's how they would make money. So then she said the reason they did that is they're prioritizing profit over public good. Well, of course they did that, but it's not just Facebook. It's the whole damn neoliberal system, yep. which prioritizes profit over reinvestment, over scientific research and development, over new technologies, over worker training. And as a result, you increase the profit in the short term while you destroy the whole system. And you know, watching these congressmen respond to her, especially the Republicans who don't like Mark Zuckerberg, who are just saying, oh, this is so important that you're bringing this up. They have no ability to reflect on if they're really serious about what she was saying. Why are they passing legislation that continues to do the same thing in terms of not regulating big pharma, not regulating the hedge funds, uh, voting up these huge defense budgets? So this is really a uh, just another sign of, of what you're saying that it appears hopeless, but it's not. I mean, the thing that's going on, I mentioned this conference of Putin address. There were about 50 representatives of German industry who were there. They didn't say much, but they were there because they wanted to be heard in, in um, private discussion, supporting what Putin was saying. Then Merkel, of all people, now that she's going out, uh, she defended Russia. She said, Russia is not uh, yeah, there it is up on the uh, on the screen now, that Russia is not uh, rejecting their contracts or reneging on their contracts. They're doing exactly what they said. So Miracle tells the truth and she gets attacked. So we're dealing with a collective insanity. Uh, you know, I would argue that people like Schwab may believe the, the BS they put out, but there are others who know very well, like Mark Carney, like uh, Larry Fink from BlackRock, they know very well that this is not a sustainable system. And they're carving out as much as they can get before the whole thing blows and trying to figure out where it's going to be safe for them to live. In the case of Elon Musk, Mars. Yeah. Unreal. Unreal. Holly, what do you think is going to happen, especially as we're going into the cold season? Russia has said that they're going to uh, increase the energy production. Um, how do you think things will avail? Do you think the Europeans will wake up and, and, and common sense and industry will win out? Or do you think that we're, they're walking off, a, 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 they're taking a long walk off a short deck? And also the recent uh, shenanigans that's happening in the South China Seas, the saber rattling that's going on over there, and also as it was uh, uh, you know exposed that there was a, a U.S. sub, a nuclear-powered sub, maybe the kind of type that they're going to be selling the Australians, Harley, that ran aground, hit something underwater, and the yeah. excuse given by the U.S. Navy was that the seafloor was constantly changing. It's very, very, very difficult to navigate over there. Uh -huh. And just what we need is a lot more of these nuclear subs, huh? 
<laughs> well, no, here's the here's the other point. There was whether this is true or not, I, I can't confirm, but we're we're looking into it that there are U.S. Marines and special forces in Taiwan working with the Taiwanese military. Now, this, this was leaked, I think, in the Wall Street Journal three days after uh, Jake Sullivan met with uh, uh, Wang Jiechi, the top diplomat of China, and they announced there will be a virtual summit between Xi and Biden before the end of the year, and that there's progress being made on a whole lot of things and that Biden reaffirmed the one China policy. Now, this has been America's policy with Democrats, Republicans, every single administration up until now, one China, which means we recognize that while Taiwan has to have a certain amount of independence, it is part of China. Historically, that's true. Now, if Biden is saying that, what are we doing sending special forces to train Taiwanese military, number one. And number two, given what happened in Afghanistan just now, maybe they'd be better off not bringing U.S. special forces in to train them. Yeah. And, and that's, the, that's the funny part, right? Yeah. That's, that's the funny part. Like, on the backdrop of the, the, the absolute debacle that was Afghanistan, the U.S. is, again, out there trying to trot itself out as some sort of reliable partner, a strategically viable relationship. It's, it's laughable. If, if anybody was sitting on the fence and saying, hey, you know what, I want to go partner with the U.S. or I want to be part of the multipolar world. If you were sitting on the fence, that whole Afghanistan debacle should have, should have gotten everybody off that fence real quick, Harley. Well, I don't think there are that many countries sitting on the fence. Right, Much right. of the world, I mean, 140 nations have contracts with the Belt and Road Initiative or memos of understanding with China's Belt and Road Initiative. Apparently, the Chinese are once again going hard at the United States to offer us a partnership in the Belt and Road Initiative. And this is something that companies involved in construction like Caterpillar, um, the aerospace sector, would like to participate in because there's are, there's enormous potential in terms of contracts and work to do that would benefit from having U.S. firms. And especially since in Biden's infrastructure plan, there's not going to be much work for U.S. firms unless they're going to tear down nuclear plants and put up solar panels. So there's a move in the other direction. Now, you asked me about Europe. My thinking is that the test case for Europe is going to be the United Kingdom because they had this sense that they could move out of the European Union and get a special agreement with the United States, a free trade agreement with the United States. And then they would be able to recover what they had lost from the EU and become an independent sovereign power. Now, the reality is they can't even put gas in the gas pumps anymore. Right. They don't have truck drivers. The army is now doing deliveries. I mean, maybe if you call Amazon UK, you get the uh, British special elite delivering the package. You know, they, they've had a breakdown of that civilization or that society. And they're still in the lead pushing for these neoliberal policies. Boris Johnson is, is playing the leading role in pushing the Green New Deal you have the Glasgow summit of the COP26 coming up on November 1st. 
they're not going to get countries to agree to those carbon set-asides and, and carbon timetable. Uh, the West will agree to it. They already have. But whether they can do it without completely destroying their economies is a big question. So I think what, what's happening now is there's sort of an uh, interregnum in, in Britain where we'll see whether the population is going to buy into this global Britain, the idea that the British are stronger without Europe and that they can make their supply chains function with uh, the most radical deregulation policies in, in the world. I don't think they can do it. I don't think labor, the Labour Party represents an alternative in Britain. We may see a complete change in, in leadership. You know, lurking in the background are people like Dominic Cummings, who is one of the promoters of Brexit. But he had a very different idea than this global Britain that's being pushed by Boris Johnson. So the Europeans are watching very closely. And then you have, you just had the German elections, which were a disaster for all the parties. I mean, you had just one party with over 25% of the vote. The CDU, the Christian Democrats, who've been in the government with Merkel for the last 16 years, they had a huge drop off in votes. And it looks as though we're going to end up with Greens and neoliberals, the, the Green Party and the Free Democratic Party in the government. And they're going to go for big tax increases and big industrial shutdown. And if the Greens get their wish and get the foreign ministry, they're going to escalate against Russia and China. Then you have an election coming up in France. And as you said, Macron's popularity is, is dropping like a rock. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think Marine Le Pen is picking up that much. There's, a, there's something like 40 parties that are trying to get presidential candidates on the ballot. Now, we just had a conference in Paris where we invited four presidential candidates from parties that call themselves sovereignty parties. And in France, sovereignty is a serious issue right now. So I think between what happens in Germany, France, and Great Britain, we'll get a sense of whether Klaus Schwab and his uh, psychotic uh, Davos billionaires will get the world they want. I don't think they will, but we're going to have to fight in the United States to come up with something different because Biden to whatever's there in Biden's head or whoever's talking to it through Biden's ears uh, is committed to the Green New Deal. The Republicans, you know, why aren't the Republicans out fighting it? You know, I'll tell you the reason the CDU, the Christian Democrats lost votes in Germany, they wouldn't fight the Green New Deal. They sort of propitiated it. Correct. And in the U.S., there are very few people who will come out and say the science it doesn't prove what they're saying. I don't know if you saw this, but the, a, a group that monitors Antarctic ice uh, formations yeah. said that this year's formation is the fifth thickest. Yep, it's ever been. Since they've been keeping records, and that's, I think, going back 75 years. Yep. So yeah. where's the melting polar ice caps? You know what? It's, it's like our side doesn't come out and say, like, you know, the, 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 science, the science is junk. It's garbage. It's stupid. There's no politician in the West that says, hey, you know what? Um, if you believe in climate change, you're a moron. And here's why you're a moron. Here's all the bankers who are making money off of this push up, you know, perpetrating the scam. Nobody points it back to the money, That's right? True. Everybody true. wants to argue some bullshit science garbage, right? Nobody points it back. So if, if this is so real, why is certain multinationals so vested in it? Why? 
because the science is garbage. They're making profit off of this. If you believe in this scam, you're an idiot. That's what needs no. to happen. We, our side needs to have some very forceful, colorful language in terms of breaking this down for the mass public. Well, if people are interested, they can go to the Schiller Institute website and see the interview I did with Helga Zepp-LaRouche last Wednesday. Uh, one of the things that she said is that we're in the middle of a systemic breakdown crisis, yeah. and the policies being pushed are fascist policies, and we should say that. And I, I think that's the point you're making, that uh, they're not just moronic, they're outright evil. And we really have to get people to to fight this and do it publicly. It, yeah. it doesn't matter if you sit in private and say, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is a lunatic. And then you let her speak and you don't combat it. Or you combat it on the profile issues, right. you know, feminism or liberalism. The real issue is that she's been put in there by Michael Bloomberg who's one of the people who's, who's invested billions of dollars in destroying the coal industry. Yep. That's who she represents. She represents you freezing in the dark this winter. Yep. And people should say that. Absolutely. People, you know, people should say, hey, look, if you talk about Green New Deal, it's deindustrialization. That's what it is. You want to go to that back to a, a, a tyrannical neo-feudalism? Here you go. And that's Take what people what need to point out. Go back to the Stone Age. Yeah. I mean, well, this is really, a, a, there's a hilarious video that someone put out. Maybe I can send it to you of someone sitting there freezing and then very happily lighting a candle inside a flower pot and all their friends come over and try to warm their hands on it. Oh, God. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the multipolar world, they're experimenting with uh, thorium nuclear reactors that that the spent fuel rod is the size of a poop from a flea. <laughs> or, you, or you might compare it to the size of the brain of the Davos crowd. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, they, they, I just, you know, I, I, I pray that Klaus Schwab has an aneurysm while he's sitting on the toilet and he drops dead. <laughs> I pray that. I really do. Evil, evil, evil man. Well, you know, this a lot of this started with a guy named Alexander King, yep. who was one of the founders of the Club of Rome. Yep. And he said, if you want to know what the enemy of the human race is, it's the human race. Oh, yeah. Another Malth uh, another Malthusian. Yep. Or actually, this is what, what Greta Thunberg said the other day when she said that... Uh, Blah blah blah. The cause of the, the cause of the current climate crisis is the industrial revolution. Uh, yeah, there's this slug up there now that we did on on Schwab's new book. Um, he said a decent life for people destroys the livability of our planet. These people are sick. They're sick. And you got the idiot gotta, Thunberg, the, the mental retard Thunberg. Yeah. Who's out there saying climate change, blah blah blah? Planet, there's no, this is, this is planet A. There's no planet, blah blah blah, blah blah blah. And then all the beta male, soy drinking, effeminate, cuckolded audience men and the and, and the feminazis that were that that are with them are standing up and and clapping like it's the most incredible thing. Like they're some sort of a 
a poetry jam, and they're like just <laughs> clapping at her. It's just, it's just, oh my god, it's beautiful. Blah blah blah. It's wonderful. Oh, so eloquent. Well, Mario Draghi, the Prime Minister of Italy, who's owned lock, stock, and barrel by the City of London, said, "We deserve the whipping you're giving us." So he did speak in the kind of relevant terms, the sadomasochism that they're trying to put the world through. Uh, the, there's something wrong with the liberals in the West. Something is fundamentally amiss. I, I don't know if there's a, 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 a genetic, um, you know, missing component there. I'm not exactly sure. But something is inherently seriously wrong. I've never seen such banal, worthless, cowardice, lowbrow leadership in my entire life, Harley. In my entire life. You know, the, the seduction is done around money. And the idea that, that you can make a, a fortune from going along with these policies. And then what you have to do is, is throw a few crumbs to a few people and tell them you too can be rich if you live in the stakeholder society. And that's the, they play on the fear, the sense of impotence, and then the idea that maybe you too will be lucky and hit the lottery. And that's unfortunately where most people's heads are right now. Yep, exactly right. Very well said. Harley, thank you so much for coming on and uh, sharing this with us. And, folks, you can, again, you can find them over at LaRoucheOrganization.com, LaRoucheOrganization.com, as well as the SchillerInstitute.com. And, uh, you know, you can reach them over there, contact them, subscribe to their website, join their email list. They're always putting on incredible symposiums, incredible online events. It is a wellspring of resource, information, and education in order for you to not only understand what is happening in this world, but for you to hear about real viable solutions that can set humanity free. Harley, thank you so much, my friend. Talk to you next week, V. Cheers. All right, Harley, good stuff. Okay. Harley, great yeah. stuff, buddy. All right. Good. And if good you, talk. we're still live, Siege. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> this did.